0: Today is the 15th day of February, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins against God and against our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart, keep you in eternal life amen lord open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise glory to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever amen psalm for the 15th day evening prayer psalm 78 Hear my teachings on my people. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will declare the mysteries of ancient times. That which we have heard and known and what our forefathers have told us, we will not hide from their children. We will recount to generations to come the praiseworthy deeds and the power of the Lord and the wonderful works he has done. He gave his decrees to Jacob and established a law for Israel, which he commanded them to teach their children, that the generations to come might know, and the children yet unborn, that they in their turn might tell it to their children, so that they might put their trust in God and not forget the deeds of God, but keep his commandments, and not be like their forefathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast and whose spirit was not faithful to God. The people of Ephraim, armed with the bow, turned back in the day of battle. They did not keep the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law. They forgot what he had done and the wonders he had shown them. He worked marvels in their sight of their forefathers in the land of Egypt and the field of Zoan. He split open the sea and let them pass through. He made the waters stand up like walls. He led them with a cloud by day and all the night through with the glow of fire. He split the hard rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as from the great deep. He brought streams out of the cliff and the waters gushed out like rivers but they went on sinning against him, rebelling in the desert of the Most High. They tested God in their hearts, demanding food for their cravings. They railed against God and said, can God set a table in the wilderness? True, he struck the rock, the waters gushed out, and the gullies overflowed. But is he able to give bread or to provide meat for his people? When the Lord heard this, he was full of wrath. A fire was kindled against Jacob, and his anger mounted against Israel. For they had no faith in God, nor did they put their trust in his saving power. So he commanded the clouds open above and opened the doors of heaven. He rained down manna upon them to eat and gave them grain from heaven. So mortals ate the bread of angels. He provided for them food enough he caused east wind to blow in the heavens and let out the south wind by his might. He rained down flesh upon them like dust and winged birds like the sand of the sea. He let it fall in the midst of their camp and round about their dwellings. So they ate and were well filled and for he gave them what they craved. But they did not stop their craving though the food was still in their mouths. So God's anger mounted against them. He slew their strongest men and laid low the youth of Israel. In spite of all this, they went on sinning and had no faith in the wonderful works. So he brought their days to an end like a breath in their years when sudden terror. Whenever he slew them, they would seek him and repent and diligently search for God they would remember that God was their rock and the Most High God their Redeemer. But they flattered him with their mouths and lied to him with their tongues. Their heart was not steadfast towards him and they were not faithful in his covenant. But he was so merciful that he forgave them their sins and did not destroy them. Many times he held back his anger and did not permit his wrath to be aroused. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a breath that goes forth and does not return. How often the people disobeyed him in the wilderness and offended him in the desert. Again and again they tempted God and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power in the day when he ransomed them from the enemy. How he wrought his signs in Egypt, and his omens in the field of Zoan. He turned their river into blood, so that they could not drink of their streams. He sent swarms of flies among them, which ate them up, and frogs which destroyed them. He gave their crops to the caterpillar, and the fruit of their toil to the locust. He killed their vines with hail, and their sycamores with frost. He delivered their cattle to hailstones, and their livestock to hot thunderbolts. He poured out upon them his blazing anger, fury, indignation, and distress, a troop of destroying angels. He gave full rein to his anger. He did not spare their souls from death, but delivered their lives to the plague. He struck down all the firstborn of Egypt, the flower of manhood, and the dwelling of Ham. He led out His people like sheep, and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them to safety, and they were not afraid. But the sea overwhelmed their enemies. He brought them to His holy land, the mountain, and His right hand had won. He drove out the Canaanites before them, and appointed an inheritance to them by lot. He made the tribes of Israel to dwell in their tents but they tested the Most High God and defied Him and did not keep His commandments. They turned away and were disloyal like their fathers and they were undependable like a warped bow. They grieved Him with their hill altars and provoked His displeasure with their idols. When God heard this, He was angry and utterly rejected Israel. He forsook the shrine of Shiloh the tabernacle where he had lived among his people. He delivered the ark into captivity, his glory into the adversary's hand. He gave his people to the sword and was angered against his inheritance. The fire consumed their young men. There were no wedding songs for their maidens. Their priests fell by the sword and their widows made no lament. Then the Lord woke as though from sleep, like a warrior refreshed with wine. He struck down his enemies on the backside and put them in perpetual shame. He rejected the tent of Joseph, did not choose the tribe of Ephraim. He chose instead the tribe of Judah and Mount Zion, which he loved. He built a sanctuary like the height of heaven, like the earth, which he had founded forever. He chose David, his servant, He took him away from the sheepfolds. He brought him from following the ewes to be a shepherd over Jacob, his people, and over Israel, his inheritance. So he shepherded them with a faithful and true heart and guided them with the skillfulness of his hands. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Philippians, chapter 3, beginning at the 12th verse. Not that I have already obtained the resurrection from the dead or have already received and reached my goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me His own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us then who are mature be of the same mind and if you think differently about anything this too god will reveal to you only let us behold the fast to that which has been obtained brothers and sisters join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us for many live as enemies of the cross of christ i have often told you of them AND NOW I TELL YOU EVEN WITH TEARS THAT END IS DESTRUCTION AND GOD IS THE BELLY AND THEIR GLORY IS IN THEIR SHAME THEIR MINDS ARE SET ON EARTHLY THINGS BUT OUR CITIZENSHIP IS IN HEAVEN AND IT IS FROM THERE THAT WE ARE EXPECTING A SAVIOR THE LORD JESUS CHRIST HE WILL TRANSFORM THE BODY OF OUR HUMILIATION THAT IT MAY BE CONFORMED TO THE BODY OF HIS GLORY by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Splendor and honor and kingly power are yours by right, O Lord our God, for you created everything that is, and by your will they were created and have their being. And yours by right, O Lamb that was slain, for with your blood you have redeemed for God, from every family, language, people, and nation, a kingdom of priests to serve our God. And so to him who sits upon the throne, and to Christ the Lamb, be worship and praise, dominion and splendor, forever and forevermore. A reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 17, beginning at the first verse. After Jesus had spoken, So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I have in the presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and now you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you give me, I have given to them. And they have received them and know in truth that I came from you and they have believed that you sent me. O ruler of the universe, Lord God, great deeds are they that you have done, surpassing human understanding. Your ways are ways of righteousness and truth, O king of all the ages. Who can fail to do you homage, Lord, and sing the praises of your name? For you only are the Holy One, All nations will draw near and fall down before you, because your just and holy works have been revealed. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
1: From the Moral Reflections on Job by Gregory the Great, Bishop of Rome, around the year 604. Whoever is mocked by a friend as I am shall call upon God, and God shall hear. Weak-minded people are frequently diverted towards pursuing exterior happiness when the breath of popular favor accompanies their good actions. So they give up their own personal choices, preferring to remain at the mercy of whatever they hear from others. Thus, they rejoice not so much to become but to be called blessed. Eager for praise, they give up what they had begun to see, and so they are severed from God by the very means by which they appear to be commendable in God. But sometimes souls firmly strive for righteousness and yet are beset by ridicule. They do what is admirable, but get only mockery. They might have gone out of themselves because of praise, They return to themselves when repelled by abuse. Finding no resting place without, they cleave more intensely to God within. All their hope is fixed on their creator. And amid all the ridicule and abuse, they invoke their interior witness alone. Those who are afflicted in this way grow closer to God. The more they turn away from human popularity. They straightway poured themselves out in prayer and pressured from without. They are refined with a more perfect purity to penetrate what is within. In this context, the words apply, whoever is mocked by a friend as I am shall call upon God and God shall hear. For while the wicked reproach the just, they show them whom they should look to as the witness of their actions. Thus afflicted, the soul strengthens itself by prayer. It is united within to one who listens from on high precisely because it is cut off externally from the praise of other people. Again, we should note how appropriately the words are inserted, as I am. There are some people who are both oppressed by human mockery and are yet deprived of God's favorable hearing. For when the mockery is done to one's own sin, it obviously does not produce the merit that is due to virtue. The simplicity of the just is laughed to scorn. It is the wisdom of this world to conceal the heart with stratagems, to veil one's thoughts with words, to make what is false appear true and what is true appear false. On the other hand, it is the wisdom of the just never to pretend anything for show, always to use words to express one's thoughts, to love the truth as it is, and to avoid what is false, to do what is right without reward, and to be more willing to put up with evil than to perpetrate it, not to seek revenge for wrong and to consider as gain any insult for truth's sake. But this guilelessness is laughed to scorn for the virtue of innocence is held as foolishness by the wise of this world. Anything that is done out of innocence they doubtless consider to be stupidity, and whatever truth approves of in practice is called folly by their worldly wisdom. Here ends the reading.
0: I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Lord God, almighty and everlasting Father, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome by any adversity. And in all we do, directing us to the fulfilling of your purpose, Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Father of mercies and God of all comfort, our only help in the time of need, we humbly ask of you to behold, visit, and relieve your sick servants for whom prayers have been asked. Look upon them with the eyes of your mercy. Comfort them with a sense of your goodness. Preserve them from the temptations of the enemy and give them patience under their affliction. And in your good time, restore them to health and enable them to lead the residue of their life in your fear and to your glory. And grant that finally they may dwell with you in life everlasting, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose Spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which are offered before you for all members of your holy church. That in their vocation and ministry, they may truly and devoutly serve you through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made